Mic check, mic well, check. Well, he'll one, be all the way up here like this, like a geek. He'll probably end up getting close to it either way. Did he make love to the microphone? <laughs> That's right, right there. Whoa, spike it. Spike it. You gotta yell loud. <laughs> Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> Pittsburgh Penguins. Washington Capitals. That's your depiction of Alfred. It's the Dab Podcast. Episode 63. Andrew, is that music, baby? Music is back on the Dev Podcast. Mr. Rinaldi, come on, you can't tell me you're not feeling those vibes. Hey, Drew, it's that time of year for Soul Man. Ooh, a lot of sports to talk about. Feeling good, Mr. Rinaldi. It's the Dev Podcast. It's episode 63. You can find us on the Twitter and on the Instagram. Social media blitz. Get us at dabpodcast.com. Shoot us an email, dabpodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Just remember, when you're done, I think Anthony and I tell you this every week, but just please rate and review the podcast. Five stars would be greatly appreciated. Like knocking down jump shots like Virginia. The podcast's always giving the folks what they want to hear. Big spots, Virginia knocking down jump shots, winning the national championship game, and a big uh, five-star rating to Mr. Jeff Slanovic for winning the podcast pool. Listen, first off, I got a call. I smell bullshit on this. <laughs> uh, FDU was in the tournament, Coach. I a little inside information that Coach Jeff had there on his boys picking the matchup. University of Virginia versus Texas Tech. That was pretty finals. impressive. So, congrats to him nailing down first place, locking it down out of a tough field of 41 competitors. The FDU. Congratulations. We'll link up offline. We'll take care of you. We'll figure out where you want to go. Uh, and also, I've heard uh, it's going to be a Yankees game. Yankee game. Oh, my kind of guy. Oh, he can take <laughs> me. That's fantastic. <laughs> I'll wear the dab gear there for you. So then would you be paying for your own ticket, essentially? Sure, that's how that works out. Built into the <laughs> fine print if you didn't read it when you logged in, guys, sorry. Anyway, also, congrats, second place, my boy, Vinny Chase, a.k.a. Vinny from the block, a.k.a. Vinny Fade the Kid. Second place, that's, I heard a lot of folks were, were actually were trying to get second place. A.k.a. the second place finisher. <laughs> a.k.a. looking up at the leader. But, hey, he had a hell of a run. Uh, he'll, he'll get some fresh dab gear. I'll, I'll link up with him offline, and uh, we'll talk about it because he's been anxious once he found out he came in second place. This is very true, though. There are a lot of people that were vying for second place over first place in this tournament. They wanted the fresh dab gear. Well, just tell them where to go, Andrew. I know. What, what are we being stingy out here for? Like, just go to dabpodcast.com, click the button. It says Shop Dab, and then you got actually two options. The Power on Performance option is still up there. If you want to rock the old school attire or hit the squad locker store and get yourself a plethora of the gear. But, I mean, you can keep entering our, our contests, but you could also still buy yourself that gear. Exactly. It's, listen, it's free. you're walking advertising for us, folks. 
I represent my dad gear all the time, going to Walgreens, walking into the pizza shop. Doing regular chores. <laughs> breaking leaves, man. Homeowner pro- Hashtag homeowner problems. Were you rocking your dad gear watching the NCAA tournament? Of course. Never take it off. It's so silky smooth. So while you're watching that game, right, and for those of you that maybe don't know, Virginia won in overtime 85-77 to over Texas Tech. I thought it was a fantastic basketball game. I thought that was everything you wanted out of a national championship game. Did you feel the same? Starting off, I mean, they couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Texas Tech couldn't find the basket. You know, I mean, again, that's what you kind of thought going into the game. Everyone was talking about the great defenses played by Texas Tech, how long they are to get in your face. They don't give you the open shot. And how Virginia really thrives on, you know, making the three ball. And you saw kind of a tale of two tapes, the first half, second half. Because once DeAndre Hunter turns it on in the second half, I mean, that dude was just raining buckets. 22 of his 27 points in the second half in overtime of that ball game. And I think that's a guy, Ant, that Virginia needed to step up the way he did if they wanted to have enough offense to win a game against a Texas Tech team that seemed to be the best scoring offense throughout the entire tournament. And a lot of respect goes to Chris Beard and his uh, – his team there, Texas Tech played great, and I mean they were they were battle tested. They they ran through a tough bracket and they got all the way to the championship. Just fell short. And did, did you see his resume, Chris Beard? Then he coached at the Angelo School of the Friars or something like that. Yeah. Where is he? <laughs> he was at like the JUCO level, the D two level. That's a Bobby Knight right there. I see. I love that. He's a Bobby Knight. He's off the Bobby Knight tree. You see why his players play so hard for him? I mean his. That defense was – I mean, you don't see teams play defense like that. Well, that's why I like this matchup because you had a Virginia team that played an old-school style of defense. I thought it was pretty cool um, seeing Tony Bennett's dad in the stands. Tony Bennett's dad, a longtime college basketball coach. And then his defense is what Tony Bennett and Virginia runs as their defensive set. And I think it's pretty cool that – for once, in an era where we think so much about offense, we got two teams in the championship game that their primary focus was defense first and then score the basketball. Their defense led to their momentum, led to their offense, led to their opportunities on the other end. And it was like the clash of those two titans. And credit, I think, Virginia for being able to, I felt like slow down Texas Tech Culver never really got started, and he's supposed to be like the lottery pick type dude, the guy that takes over a game. And Ant, you looked up at the stat sheet after the first half, and I know Texas Tech was only down by three, but the guy that's supposed to be your guy wasn't having a game in the biggest moment. Yeah, he seemed to not come prepared to play the first half of games, but he seemed to close out better, and that kind of led and that propelled Texas Tech to where they were. But you're right. I mean, DeAndre Hunter locked him down on defense as well. And Tony Bennett talked about a lot of these guys were are two-way players. It's all about the team. There's not one individual. And, of course, I mean, the outstanding player, Kyle Guy, that dude was just, just ice-cold water in his veins throughout the whole entire tournament. And I think it really breaks down to coaching when you get to a tournament like this because were these teams – I mean, Virginia was the – I would say the number one – was one of the number one teams all year round. And they proved it the entire year. And to get into a one-and-done tournament like this, and they were down 14 a half, if you remember correctly, to the 16 again, Gardner-Webb. So if you're coaching, what was that first-half speech in game one, Andrew? What was he spitting right. to his players? That, like, hey, like last year we lost to 16. This year we're down 14 now. 
and they go on this magical run. And the audio from uh, the other night, like Kyle Guy was saying, he literally repeated exactly what Tony Bennett was preaching, and they used all of these learning experiences, losing to a 16 last year, and all these tight games they played along the way. And you could just tell it was just they were clutch, Andrew. Did not miss a free throw down the stretch. How could you Did not turn the ball over? How could play you defense. not want your son to play for Tony Bennett? I mean, it, it sign me up. If my son ever gets that, I mean, geez, Andrew's 18 years. He'll probably be long gone by then in Virginia. True. But hopefully he's in the NBA. One year, 23 days since Virginia lost to UMBC. How does a program, and this is probably the biggest question that's popped into my mind since that game ended last night, is how, do, how does a program go from that low of a low to that high of a high. You know, 86% of the points scored in the NCAA tournament this season by the Virginia Cavaliers were returning players from that team last year that lost to UMBC. So it's not like they went out and recruited a whole new stock of players and those guys came in and got the monkey off the back of the program. For the most part, this was done by all players that had an effect on why they lost last year to UMBC and broke history the wrong way. In 400 days, they're now the best team in the country. How does one do that? How does a program do that? And how much does that say about the character of these young men that are at the University of Virginia? Odds on favorite to win it next year, too, Andrew. So you, They return almost everybody but Hunter, probably, right? Exactly. I mean, Kyle Guy may go. I don't know if he, his stock will be any higher. I'm not sure what he's going to be at the next level, if that's even what he wants to do. Uh, but you, exactly, it's, it's just the senior leadership. It's it's people who bought into the program. And a lot of these coaches get the one-and-done players. Your John Calipari's, your Mike Krzyzewski's this year. Uh, Roy Williams gets a lot of uh, – he, he seems to graduate a lot of guys early and go, the, to make the jump to the NBA. So it's tough. It's different for, like, a team like Virginia. You know, you're not recruiting the best of the best. You know, Z, you know Zion, RJ, Cam Reddish, those three dudes went elsewhere. So, I mean, you're picking out of – your backyard, you know, you're scrambling to find recruits elsewhere, but really, it it's it really starts with Tony Bennett and everything he's accomplished in the short years that he's been at Virginia. I mean, it seems like he's the he's the next it factor. You know how the coach he coaches the Celtics now, Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens. He was he made that quantum leap yeah. because he was so well thought of. Do you think Tony Bennett does not, the same? Maybe not at that level. Give him one or two more years, and he'll be he'll be that hot commodity that everyone's gonna on the NBA is gonna want. To. Speaking of hot commodities, look who just walked in the room. What's up? There he is, a guest Sir appearance Alfred from Again. Mr. Alfred Hitchcock. What's going on, gentlemen? He Live. seems to be a dab regular on the podcast. Three man booth. Where's Michael K? Alfred, welcome. Can can people hear me? Yeah, you, people can hear you. Oh You're yeah, what's going on? It's great on. to be here. You get in right How in. How you here. doing, Anthony? No it's great more to see hockey you. talk. It's Congratulations. Great. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. We Father will, of two. I'll need some tips on how to raise a baby girl. By the way, there 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 are no tips. You're screwed. Before we leave the topic, <laughs> give us your opinion on the national championship game. I love it. You love I, it. I don't really. I mean, the game does. I I, got, I lost interest when I went over four in the final. <laughs> in the final four. In the dad podcast. I beat both Romanella boys. No, I actually thought. Listen, I think. Uh, why not? I mean, Virginia, Texas Tech. Like it. It's just unfortunate that so many people become disinterested when it's not. You the know, big the teams schools. that you expect. I couldn't agree more, sir. You know. 
Alfred Hitchcock live on the podcast. Are you going to stay with us the rest of the time? Do you mind? No. We'll fill yourself in on the, on the schedule. Yeah. I'm yeah, all in. Oh, look at that. We'll bullshit as we go. <laughs> all right. Before I actually, we, I'm not going to look. I'm just going to play off you two. Before we get off the uh, NCAA, <laughs> let me ask you this. Did you see any of the women's tournament? Funny story. <laughs> Going back to the birth of my daughter. Actually, that that first set Sunday morning, obviously she's sleeping, no sleep, whatever. I happened to flip on ESPN. It was 12 o'clock noon. It was women's college basketball. I said, how, how, how ironic. I'm holding my baby girl. Let me start watching some women's college basketball. So I watched maybe a quarter. I don't know what game it was. <laughs> I don't know what planet I was on. So I have no idea. It was, so no, I didn't watch no women's college basketball. Well, I'm going to fill you in really quickly. All right. Baylor beat Notre Dame. 82 to 81. Brittany Griner, she's, she's still playing? No, that All was right. the last championship in 12. How's she doing in the NBA, though? She's got to be doing good, right? WNBA. Yeah. <laughs> LeBron no, just signed her. No, why do, you need, why do you need to, why do you need to associate? <laughs> because it is. No, no, it no is. I'm just kidding. It <laughs> is. Alfred, it taking is. it to a different look. Yeah. It was not Brittany Griner. Kim Mulkey, though, the head coach, broke history with that win, becoming the third program in NCAA women's history to win three national championships or more. UConn and Tennessee are the other two. UConn and Gino Oriama have 11 total titles, and the other one is Tennessee, led by Pat Summit, and that's eight total titles. And now Kim Mulkey at Baylor with three. How about my girl, Muffy McGraw? I just like her name. Notre Dame? She's got a few titles, right? Great name. Great name. Yeah, not three, though. Not three. They were vying for two in a row. There was a great debate on the radio. I don't know if you heard it about I, th- I forgot who went off, what ESPN knucklehead went off on Gino Oriema for being the coach of the women's side and how it, how, how it just, it's not ironic, but how great, it, I mean, at some point he needs to make that, that change. He's but a, why does he? I don't know. I, I, I don't want to get into that argument. I just, it kind well, of. It's not, it's not an argument, though, but, like why, but why does he? What I, don't, is, I don't think he does. What, yeah, right. What is, is it, wrong? I, I, what, but what, why does a male have to coach a female? Like, why doesn't a female coach? Uh, well, it depends. The it, it, uh, it just depends on the scenario. Actually, um, like you, you'll actually run into a lot of female athletes who want to be coached by by men. That that's definitely a want. But listen, the guy's been there for a long time. Softball is a big sport with male head coaches. And I think the other thing too you got to think about with Gino is that like the like the women's game has been elevated because of how good he is. True. Right now, you have four teams that are powerhouses and not just one. Like this is two years, a, in, a, two years in a row. You know, it's about yeah. time because that was a UConn steamroll. Yeah, and it was, and they're still losing in the final four. It's not. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> they're only went, they're still losing five games a year. They're just not perennially going to be the Golden State Warriors. This is the most female basketball. talk I think we've had. On this but podcast. listen, here's but and then and I and it's fun though. It's listen, it's interesting because I, I don't understand record. why that matters. We love breaking records. I don't know. It just a, it was like a conversation because they had, they had women were barking about women's rights and they should be able to. But you know, and it's like Gino's the top of his profession, coaching wise, when it comes to female sports. I'm so eleven trophies, which is nothing. But I mean, dude's a dude is a rock star. I love the guy. I have no qualms with him coaching girls, boys. Doesn't matter what he wants to coach. But I always just wonder, like, would it would it translate? Would his True. would his coaching technique be able to translate, or is that something he's just been able to you know kind of master his craft? And like I said, he's put women's college basketball on the map. Yeah. Well, I think my next question would be not necessarily his coaching style because I think that he's probably easily adaptable to personalities, whether male or female. My question becomes the recruiting. 
you know, you're recruiting two different type of people maybe now, or the way that you sell certain parts of your program to the parents of the female compared to the parents of the male, and then what the male or the female is looking to get out of their college experience. So that would be my question in terms of, because recruiting is the lifeblood NCAA programs. Right, and I have a, I have a secondary question for you. But to answer yours, I, I think it's actually interesting that I feel like Gina would play off the father figure of his recruit, you know, the girl he's recruiting because, you know, Gino and Emma walks in the room. The, the father knows exactly what's going on because he's a stud. He's Gino and Rima. He knows exactly, and th- you know, not to be old, old fashioned, but you know, technically, you know, this is probably gonna raise a lot of eyebrows. You know, the, the male has a lot. You know, makes the makes the makes the bread. You know, he's paying for the college tuition, so he's gonna connect with the with the father figure on that level. So his daughter may want to push. You know, he, he may push his daughter towards UConn because listen, you're playing for Gino F and Oriema. And that's once in a lifetime opportunity. You know, I don't know. Hopefully, one day I'll have the opportunity. My daughter will be able to play <laughs> Gino co- co- college, athlete, college athletics. But that's neither here nor there. But my question to you is: Could you? Is there other ma- male coaches in the women's rank? Could you name any? I can't name a, a single one. Oh, I can't name any coach, so it doesn't I, matter. I, I probably yeah. You know, he just rattled off three or four. For, well, that's because he knows the stats from the Final Four. Like that's <laughs> an easy one. I probably couldn't tell you any other like <laughs> uber successful male coaches in the female. So sport is that weird? Now. I find that a little strange, a little odd that there's just one dude, there's one guy. But is that, he like, that's because he's. The, but I mean, like it's because these other great female head coaches have been the ones that are winning the other national championships. That that it just is what it is. You know, like. If you look at softball, you're going to find a whole lot more male coaches in softball than I think you are in a lot of other sports that translate, baseball and softball. Even though basketball is the same game, for some reason, I feel like that crossover isn't as deep. It's there. You know, broadcasting Division Two women's basketball. I see a lot of male coaches on the sidelines. I do. Um, but there are way more female head coaches than there are male head coaches. I couldn't give you a number. I don't know. I think I think I think it all goes back to that recruiting question. And if if you're keeping it business on the recruiting trip, and you're talking about how are you going to become a superior athlete, how are you going to become a superior student, and how are you going to learn how to be, you know, go win a national championship? You got all this sweet workout stuff. You've got a sweet gym, fans. Like it's the same. It's the same recruiting trip, no matter who you're you're dealing with. But if he's not at UConn, yeah, he, he well then his worth is based on if he's able to build it again or not. I think he could. You know, like he's he's been able to find the best players. If you're St. John's, would you call him? No, Ooh, that's a good question. No, I think uh, St. John's got to call Rick Pitino. Um, why? If um, why does Rick Pitino deserve another job? Why not? Call it's, Bobby Hurley. I just think if you're gonna, that's a huge bio for Arizona State. I don't think they. I think they want. I don't know. That's, it is. You're right. I would agree. That's the that's that's the name you want. Jersey City. I mean, Queens. Right. Listen, I mean, St. John's is a Catholic university. I don't think they're gonna hire Rick Pitino. But if you want, if if it's strictly a basketball decision, you want your basketball program to succeed, you hire Rick Pitino because he'll get the recruits we're talking about because his name. Yes, he's a he knows slime all the strip clubs. <laughs> listen, it, listen wow. it, it is what it is. Wow. But it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's a good not, point. It, <laughs> listen, <laughs> you never. I lost my thought. Look at where Rick Matino's coach, Providence, Kentucky, Louisville. He's he's won everywhere he's gone. So True. The, the man, besides the Celtics, the man, can, the man can coach, and he's over there in Greece having a, a grand old time, winning championships over there in, in Mykonos. I just think if. I don't think they're going to do it because I think they want that Bobby. They want that 
New Jersey, New York kind of basketball lore, legend. Lore, you know, so I, I think it's a good hire if they can work it out with Arizona State. I don't know. That, that's a premier buyout because I think they just signed a huge contract with Arizona State. Yeah, I think so, so too. Uh, to, to come back to St. To John's program that every once in a while makes the big dance, I don't know. I, I, heard, I, I don't know. I heard the Iona head coach was the other guy up for that job at St. John's. That ain't going to do it. I don't Iona's been in the dance for straight Maybe years, Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson made two. But do you want to go to another NBA player? You think so? I, I don't know. Would you kick the tires on Why him? Why is Mark Jackson not an NBA head coach now? That's a great question. We got we got more NBA coming up. We'll, we'll save that for We got then. breaking news NBA. We do. Teaser, teaser alert. But before any of it, I got to get the pulse on your New York Yankees because everyone's injured. In just, the Bronx right now. Just go to my, um, a Memorial Sloan Kettering over there. Okay, everyone's, everyone's on the IM. Can I list off some statistics for you, Mr. Oh, yeah, Rinaldi? Yeah, please. Yes. You're going to love this. Yes. Okay. There are 11 total injured on the injury list for the New York Yankees right now. 11. Okay. That combines 22 All-Star games, five Silver Sluggers, three Gold Gloves, three Rookie of the Year runner-ups, one Cy Young Award winner, and one MVP. Wow. Furthermore, Hicks, Didi Gregorius, Andujar, and Stanton, okay, those four guys on the DL, they made up for 45% of the Yankees' home run and extra base hit production in 2018. It's almost half. As well as 43% of their hits, runs, and RBIs in the season of 2018. That's all on the disabled list. It's tough out there. Injured list. Whatever. That's you, stupid, by the way. I agree. Uh, wow, you just rattled it off. I think there's like a, over 120 million sitting on the IL. <laughs> so insane. what does it really matter? But this is, what, this is why you have a, a GM of 20-plus years, Brian Cashman, who doesn't worry about injuries and just builds depth. I mean, let's talk about the, tr- tr- the, the pickup of D- DJ LeMahieu. Dude's batting over 400. Dude can play anywhere on the, on the field right That's now. That's the best signing all summer. 100%. And listen, Clint Frazier, I love the fact that this kid's getting his opportunity now. He was injured last year to concussions. I think you give this kid regular playing time with, with the Hicks injury, with Stanton going down. Uh, eventually, you got to figure out where he's going to play. But, I mean, he's swinging a hot stick right now. You saw him take Verlander to the wall, a 3-1 count. You know, you don't see a young kid like that. I mean, I believe Brian Cashman said his bat speed was epic back when they first signed him. So, I, I think this kid, if he gets the regular playing time, the at-bats, we're going to see something out of this kid. So, I'm not too worried. So, you're not too worried because of Clint Frazier. That's right, baby. Clint Frazier. Not that Louis DJ LeMay, my bench is deep. What, you're not worried about any of those injuries? I got Joe Lewisica going. I got Herman going. Listen, Andrew. CeCe Sabathia coming back, hopefully. It's April 9th. Do I want to get worried? Dude, the Yankees are screwed, man. I'm Just not, like admit it. I'm not asking you. Actually, the Yankees aren't that screwed, actually, because Boston sucks, too. They do. Yeah, that's right. But the Tampa Bay's good. Yeah, but if you can, yeah, but if he can maintain 500, and when those guys get back, like, when are these guys set to get back? Well, here's my question, all right, and, that, and that's part of it, okay? I'll defend the Yankees for a sec. Right. There you go. <laughs> you, that's Homer. You need these guys back and healthy by August 1st. Sure. Right. Or maybe earlier. But does it not scare you that this many guys are continuing to be injury prone? Yeah, I got a lot of bananas on the Yankees winning the World Series. Right. <laughs> So this scares me a little bit. 100%. How can you go deep? I see. To me, I think you end up wanting to get a Keuchel or somebody like that. I, that's that, that's the. I feel like that's. Oh, you know what? That is a typical Mets answer. I feel like you're that is a Yankee dude. punch right now. <laughs> that is a typical <laughs> Mets 
freaking attitude. Oh my god, the ceiling's falling. We have no, injuries. Let's I'm go not get. Saying the ceiling's uh, dude, falling. I don't know, dude. The Yankee fans are very emotional. But here's what I'm saying. Not smart ones. Do you yeah. see me emotional here? Yeah. I, you came look at back this. with Clint yeah. Fraser. Straight hit. What happened? You, came, you came back with Clint Fraser. Honestly, we should speed. give him Todd Fraser. Is who we should Epic give him. That'd be nice. Speed. That would Epic actually be a good guess. That is depth, my friend. Look at the ball. Listen, we should have beat. <laughs> that is depth. We should have beat friend. Houston last year. Last night. The other night, it was a bullpen mix failure. Listen, Tanaka gave a six. He had to battle through. He was done. It would have set it perfectly. Seven, eight, nine was your bullpen, but they imploded. It's going to happen. I'm not going to – I mean, yes, the injuries are starting to pile up. Severino's going to be out probably six-plus weeks. That's the one that scares me. 100% because whenever it's a shoulder inflammation, there's, there's something wrong with when you're throwing your slider. It's never good. Dude, maintain. You just need him in August. You're good. Exactly. We gotta, that has got to be the key there. I think, I think you know, I don't think you panic just yet, but you I'm see panicking. what Her- Her- Herman looked good against Baltimore. Yes, it is Baltimore. You see what Loisica does against Houston, uh, you know, a pro team, and you go from there. You let them go one or two more times through the rotation. You see what they got, and you don't jump to conclusions. Here's your only issue. Let's Tampa Bay started 9-3. and three. That's pretty good. That's your only issue, right? I mean, really, seriously. <laughs> What did you quote last time? They don't know they're bad yet. No, that was about that was Baltimore. The, the, the Orioles. Yeah, but same thing with the Rays. This whole, you th- you th- this whole starter nonsense. Yes, they had a, they had a great year last the year. Opener. Opener, the closer, your mother. Don't my mother, your sisters. Oh, it don't yeah, matter. That, that does suck. It don't matter who started. I mean, listen, eventually it's gonna come to back to bite. Statistics him. are Blake, ruining baseball. Blake Snell is a stud though. That dude is a monster. He is a stud. And That's he is he's AL young. right now. AL Cy Young. I mean, it's a weekend of the season, but he's he's hands down. A monster. But what I'm saying is why that sucks is that because you have a lot of injuries and you're just trying to maintain. Treading water. Right if now. they keep playing good baseball, it just makes your life harder when everyone gets healthy. Right. I you mean, don't want to be playing from a deep hole. You can get out of it. You're a good enough team. You have enough talent. You have enough depth. I agree. But you just don't want to get too deep. And who the F knows who else in the AL is going to be playing better, and now you're fighting for a wild card spot again instead of going out and winning the division. Who's going to be in the wild card, though? Is the, is the rest there of the AL a, that there's good? There's 195 games left, brother. You want to find out who's in the wild card? Come I'm on. just saying. Yeah, he's got 10 wins. How many, how many teams? Is that many, real? Which no, of the three Seattle's divisions is sending two people? There's no pitching in Seattle. What? Who's sending two people? Well, I think, At least. I think the AL East will send two people. All right, who's sending three? Nobody. Nobody. You'll get. You'll probably get the Astros out of the West. They're struggling. They're, they they're hovering at five hundred. They're They are six and five, and you'll get probably the Indians out of the Central because the Detroit Tigers again. They don't know that they're going to be bad. So that's although I did say the right. Twins are going to be in the mix at the end. You did. I remember that. I listened to that episode. I did. I'm just saying. I mean, to answer the question with all those stats you started with, the injuries don't let them win the AL East. Yeah, they're gonna be in a wild card so, spot yeah, again. So you gotta make. So you're you're in a wild card spot no matter what. The Phillies are good. Yeah, I I hope I think they're gonna realize they sucked. Really? <laughs> nah, they're probably gonna be. I sick, see. I, I didn't think. think that they were gonna win the division. I really thought Atlanta was gonna be good again. Unless, then, until Bryce Harper actually wins, I believe that he is not a winner. I agree with you 100%. He's never won, been a part of a team that's won a playoff series. I fear for Bryce Harper that he is Carmelo Anthony. Mike Trout is like he just puts up stats, but he can't win anything. Mike Trout doesn't yeah. want anything to play either. Like true, hundred percent. 
Yeah, but I think that that's more about the team around him than about his antics. Because you just don't like Bryce Harper. You, yo, you nah, think Bryce dude, Harper hating you? How many fans? times have you seen Mike Trout get in a fight with his closer or his teammate in the dugout? That's a that's because a crazy closer. You're a, I'm a huge. He Mike was Trout a crazy. He was psycho. Who was that? Shaquem Sorius or something? No, like that. no, no. It was Papelbon. Jonathan Papelbon. That guy's three sheets to the wind. Yeah. No, listen, I agree. I mean, Mike Trout's a class of his own. I just you just go from a Mets hatred of Bryce Harper. And the nah, fact that he stayed in your division. No, nah, I don't. You know what? I would cheer for someone like Bryce. Times. I don't. No, because if Bryce was like good, no, if Bryce was good, I wouldn't have wanted the Mets to take. They found out he summer. kicks puppies. True. You know. True, but I agree though. I don't think that Bryce Harper is going to be worth the amount of money that the Phillies paid him. He'll. I, 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 I'll a, tell you now. He'll have four good years in that thirteen-year contract. Yeah, but that's a. Th- those are team-friendly twenty-five million dollars. They can easily. It's crazy to say that out loud. I yeah, listen. Team, Team friendly, friendly is twenty five a year. Well, th- well, you have to think about it though, because you pay you in baseball, you pay B plus players eighteen to twenty four. It's true. So like, if you can get away with your A plus guy at twenty six or thirty, like right. thirty four for Mike Trout, like in the next six years on the back half, he's, like, he's right in line. He's right in line with Yo, what he's he, going to be. But he makes sense to me because I think that he will perform or outperform his contract. I don't believe Bryce Harper will do that. I believe Bryce Harper will underperform his contract. Therefore, being on the line of a B player or a B minus player getting paid like an A plus player for six to eight years of his deal. I mean, the scary And thing. I'm okay with that. Like, ha Philly, suck it. Yeah. Maybe you get one championship <laughs> out of it if, if. I hope it happens that way. I think, I do. If, I mean, all they have to do though is get a pitching staff because all he has, to, he doesn't have to be, all Bryce Harper has to be is Ryan Howard. That's true. He can strike out 300 times. Yeah, it's true. And hit 50 home runs. Yeah, because that ballpark is so small. And they won a World Series that way. So, like, you just have to, like. Yeah. And, and that's and the only thing you got to be worried that about. That pitching staff is, I mean, Jake Arrieta, Aaron Nola is the dude. Like, they're not bad. It scares me, but I'm just saying, I agree. I don't think Bryce Harper brings anything to the table. And, you know, going through the National League, though, that might be the best division in the National League. That or the Central. You look at the Central, the Brewers are good. The Pirates are going to be good. St. Louis will be good. The Cubs suck right now. Cubs are brutal. It's bad. It's only a matter of time. You think so? I mean, listen, I, I love the they're Cubs, not making the playoffs this year. Teaser alert. New, new, Cubs, new coach for the Cubs, Joe Girardi. Coming next year, yeah. you think? You think? Yeah, 100%. Good. Bring Joe Madden to the Mets. Theo Epstein. I'm in. He's good for one run to a championship, and then he falters off the next, like, three years. And that's fine with me, though. I'm cool with it. Because I, I bet he's, he's he'll probably manage his Two years, you're off the Mickey Callaway bandwagon. You're typical Mets. What, the ceiling's What are you falling. talking about? I'm not off the Mickey Callaway bandwagon. No, you're knucklehead brother. No, no, no. Dude, for Joe Madden? Are you serious? Listen, for Joe Girardi, yes. Listen, no, not, no, Joe no. Madden's terrible. No, Buck Showalter, any day. Bucks. Any day. I would trade so... Cespedes for Buck Showalter. <laughs> I am not off the Mets bandwagon. <laughs> what I'm off is Mickey Callaway mismanaging the bullpen. <laughs> That's what I'm off. That's it. Stop bringing him familiar. I don't know why you brought him back. Oh, God. Well, the yeah. deed is done. Listen, I, he hasn't mismanaged the field that much, though. I'm okay. I'm not that. I didn't say the field. I said the bullpen. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's definitely not. Can I Can I ask you, do you know what time it is? Headlines. It's headlines. Nice. All right, all right, all right. Your headlines brought to you by DigmeNation.com. Your number one headline, Chris Davis. Mr. Rinaldi and Mr. Hitchcock set an MLB record for consecutive at-bats without a hit. 
Dating back to last season, he is 0 for his last 49. And to start 2019, he is 0 for his first 28. How the heck do you deal with that one? A hit wouldn't his last eight months ago for this gentleman. September. That's brutal. Trade him. Cut him. Get rid of him. <laughs> He's got such a heavy salary. I don't know what to do. That's, that's brutal. But I feel like it shouldn't count. It, should, it really should be only 0 for 28. Last year was last year. Season ended. But that's brutal. Maybe he's lefty. <laughs> he is lefty. Well, maybe, maybe he's a righty. righty. <laughs> but that might not be a bad solution. He's, he's a jackass and he won't listen to the coaches and he won't change his ways. So hopefully he goes 0 for 70. I dispute that because if you saw him on Twitter today, he was with his hitting coach four hours before the game started. He's getting just, T-work. He's just yeah. bunt to the hit. Maybe, yeah, that's what he really needs to do. All right. Number two, Magic Johnson. Here's your breaking news, Mr. Rinaldi. Has stepped down as the president of basketball operations for the Los Angeles Lakers. This came out of nowhere. What the F? Team LeBron strikes again, Andrew. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. Nobody's safe under his umbrella. Big LeBron supporter over here. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, jeez. Oh, man. <laughs> maybe, anyway. Maybe St. John should hire LeBron Jesus. <laughs> yeah. That's right. He's got a lot of time on his hands now. No play of basketball. <laughs> well, first of all, he's got a film. He's got a film. Uh, Space Jam 2, and then he's going to figure out his new roster, how to get AD here. But, I mean, listen, Magic Johnson is, is 1A, 1B, one of the best Lakers to ever wear that jersey, to don the jersey. And he just goes to show you that great player doesn't equate to great general manager. That's a good point. And it's a pretty big surprise he stepped down. It's a sad day in, in Laker Nation. It is, it is. Or throwing glass, not looking good. It might be a great day in Laker Nation, though. They might have just got better because Magic might have been the issue. All right, last one. Jennifer, Jennifer Harudi, I think I'm saying that correctly, is suing the Houston Astros for $1 million for a broken finger on July 8th of 2018. Orbit, the mascot for the Astros, shot his t-shirt cannon towards her, broke her finger. She has since had two <laughs> surgeries. Oh, and is funny. suing the Astros for $1 million. What side do you take? Clearly, this is what makes America great. I mean, unless he fired it directly at her finger, like from like point blank range. I mean, ma'am, you gotta be attention for balls and bats and orbits, t-shirt balls. I don't know what the hell happened there. You can't go and sue for a million, maybe five grand, ten grand, fifteen grand, but a million. Are we being serious? I'm actually on the Astros in this one. She says she has minimal use of her finger. <laughs> that sounds like, I actually, no, this is legit. I, mean, I heard that at the National Mascot Convention, the general managers uh, decided to put in a rule for replay, so to make sure that they can defend themselves in court. <laughs> Just in case someone gets hit with a t-shirt cannon. Yeah, I need Gene Serator to explain me that. I mean, think about that, but hey, I mean, you know what? She says she has minimal use of the finger? I don't know. You should see the Astros statement. I'm going to retweet it. Go read it. It's actually... It's kind of pretty stern and funny. All right, that's your headlines. Those are brought to you by digmenation.com. You head over to digmenation.com, use the promo code DIGTHEDAB, that's D-A-A-B, and you can receive 30% off of your next purchase. That's digmenation.com. The guy in the tie is the official headline supporter of the DAB podcast. Use the promo code DIGTHEDAB, digmenation.com, promo code DIGTHEDAB. Are the Lakers uh, in shambles right now? I mean, God bless the Los Angeles Lakers. Because as a Knicks fan, I'm glad my knucklehead owner's out of the out of the news. I'm glad my team's out of the news. And it's all LeBron, LeBron, LeBron's fault. He's literally cracking an empire that was the Los Angeles Lakers. So are we really putting this all on LeBron? 
Is this on LeBron? It has to be. Who yeah. else is it going to be on? Yeah. Luke won? No, because if they won, he would take all the credit, so it has to be on him. So you think that truly Magic Johnson steps down because he actually kind of came to his senses and didn't want to deal with LeBron? I have a quote from, from, from Irving. He says, I want to go back to having fun. Wow. So clearly, being the director of basketball operations for the Los Angeles Lakers, the franchise that drafted him for the all the accolades he has for that squad, not fun, not fun, under LBJ's reign. That says a lot. And what Kevin Durant said about him, the fact that Kawhi Leonard doesn't want to go and play there, the fact that Kyrie Irving left and went to the Boston Celtics. I mean, do you want that track record? Listen, I get it, dude. You're the second greatest player of all time. Possibly the first, depending on who you're arguing with. Possibly the third, depending on who you're arguing with. Either way, you're in that conversation at all times. But do you really want that as part of your legacy? The guy that nobody wanted to play with? I mean, it seems like that was the issue in Cleveland when he first got there. And it took, it took South Beach and really Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. Because Bosh was going to Miami regardless. So it's really Dwayne Wade saying, hey, LeBron. Come to South Beach. We'll win the titles here because ain't, ain't nobody want to go to Cleveland. No. But now at least he has L.A. as the backdrop. You know, the okay. Laker history, the Hollywood sign, the glitz, the glam. So I think that's what draws A.D. there. I think that's what draws some players there. But, it's, I mean, this free agency is, is huge for the Knicks this summer, but this free agency is also going to be very huge for the Lakers this summer. Do you ever notice how he always brings it back to the Knicks somehow? Well, yeah. I mean, well, I, I mean this one was an easy one because you're talking about bad teams, so the correlation's right there. But uh, <laughs> Don't talk ho- no one cares about hockey. You know, I, I mean, <laughs> dude, listen, I think you know, the Lakers, like, it's just like if you look at LeBron, every free agent that's ever ended up in L.A., has had a good run for the most part. Like, I mean, Dwight like, Howard, no. He, well, Dwight. <laughs> so exact. So that's. But that's my point. But that's my point. LeBron and Dwight Howard are have more in common with the Lakers than Meta World Peace does. It's true, dude. Meta had a great. Meta great rebuilt run. his entire name. Yeah. In L. A. Yeah, he ch- literally changed his name. He was like, think about it. Not one person even remembered the Ron Artest incident when no. when Russell Westbrook went in the stands because Meta. Has has rebuilt himself. Yeah. Hold on, Russell Westbrook also did flinch at a kid. No, nah, I'm just saying, but like no Again, one talked he about. He didn't Ron know who it was, but right. Well, that listen, he's better world peace now. He's he's reformed. He's changed. He's a changed man because he won in L. A. You don't talk about Russell that way. No, no one accepts. I love Russell. Westbrook. No one accepts Meta if he doesn't win in L. A. Just like no one will accept LeBron if he doesn't win in L. A. But the point is, does LeBron even want to win in L. A. No, LeBron went to L. A. to better himself in his future, his 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 other industry where he makes a lot more money than basketball. Frankly, he's grossly underpaid when he plays basketball because of the salary cap. I mean, he, he should be making 50, 60, 75 million a year for the amount of yeoman's work well, he does. He should have been. Not anymore. No, listen, he's father time. He's getting paid that, though, with his advertisements. But here's my thing Do you think LeBron James is driving home at night thinking about winning a championship? I mean, ultimately, yes. I think he, in the back of his mind, he needs to get past Kobe, he needs to get past Jordan. And obviously, I don't know if he. All his moves have been calculated towards that. I, this calcul this move to LA is calculated, strictly for his for his his movie his post career play. That's I mean that's he can say he can deny that until he's blue in the face. But we all know that's the reason he moved to LA. It just it's I mean he's got a huge mansion out there. I mean why not? His son could TV go play. Shows, his son could go play TV high school show. basketball out there. Where there's a lot more competition to get him ready for either college or the NBA or whichever way he wants to jump. I mean it was a calculated move to go to LA. I think there was like. He was either staying in Cleveland or he's going to – I don't think there was many options 
that LeBron had, you know, when he went back to his when he wanted to go back to free agency after he came back from Miami. There was a poll. The players in the NBA were polled by Athletic.com anonymously, and they said that they believe that Kevin Durant's. 63% of them believe that Kevin Durant is going to be a New York Knick next year. Oh, Jesus Christ. Why do you have to say that? Do you put any stock in that? That's such a tough – everyone's saying it. I, I don't want to hear it because everyone's saying it. But the it. players run that league, so I feel like the players are the best source. I hear you, but – I hope it happens. Uh, listen, Me too. It, that if Adam Silver needs to make that happen if he's smart because as bad as it is, I mean, the NBA is doing great right now. There's not – they could say the numbers are down or they're losing – they're, but they're making – Billions of dollars. It's a great industry, but it'd be so much better if the Lakers and Knicks were relevant. But the fact that they're not—I mean, listen, James Dolan's still making five billion dollars off the off the Garden, so he's he's not. I mean, that Garden's still selling out for Knicks games, which is sad. But it is really sad. I mean, I listen, feel bad for those people. If they get a top pick, one or two, and they get KD, and I think Kyrie's coming, which with his bum legs, bum knee scares me, but it is what it is. If he if Vax could get KD here, I'll take him. Do you think there's really a difference in the NBA when the Knicks and the Lakers are good? Or one hundred percent. Is there? Nah, not anymore. That's what I'm saying. Not anymore. It doesn't matter. The Knicks have been bad for my entire lifetime. Yeah. They've been to the finals one time, and it was in '94, and they got overshadowed because the Rangers won the Stanley Cup. Hockey. No, it's '99 and OJ. Dude, that, no one even cares That's about that. Right. Got smoked by you. you know how many times I see that '99 run on like '94. Legit. You know how many times I see the '99 run like on history's like greatest moments? Never. I see the '94 <laughs> run all the time. I hear you. But listen, that was everybody was in stands was literally glued to the TV watching OJ watching the chase as the Knicks were getting blasted by Hakeem the Dream. It's true. Well, they got lucky. That OJ decided to do that so that no one watched them suck. But I think that's I'm what's happening kidding. in basketball. 2000, we got steamrolled by the Spurs. I think that's what's happening in yeah, basketball. Yeah, but Latrell Sprewell got choked to that year, I think. He choked with his face. Yeah. You're more interested in the player <laughs> than you are the team. That's why. Well, yeah. Kids you have are just going to watch the Knicks be because it's Kevin point. Durant, not because it's the Knicks. But that's the game, man. Like the game is the game depends on if you have the best player or not. Yeah, but I'm saying like the kids don't care about the name really on the uniform anymore. They don't really care. they care about the, actually the name on the back on the more back, so now front, than ever. Listen, that was the old school mentality. Root yes. for the laundry. I always exactly. my dad always said root for the laundry. Root for the laundry. Yeah. Yeah, great. When their dumpster fire, like the New York Knicks are. I don't want to root for the laundry. No when more. the New York Giants have no effing clue what they're doing. Right. You know, we're, it's, I'm a believer in the Giants, by the way. We I know, don't have of course, to talk about it right now because it's off topic. Um, sure. You're probably another Eli guy, aren't you? Yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two Super Bowl rings, and if Plexco doesn't shoot himself in the leg, he's got three. So. Oh, wow. Um, I'm not diving that No, 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 no. We can't, we, can't go too, we can't go too bad. No, d- d- Kevin Durant coming to the Knicks would be great. It's great for his brand, but that's what the NBA is. The NBA is individual players that can take over entire markets. Like, LeBron takes over China when he goes. He doesn't just, like, go there to, like, sell. He takes over when he shows well, yeah, up. LeBron takes over He's everywhere. bigger than the team. He's bigger than the game. That's the worst part about the NBA. Yes. Right, 100%. Players run the, run this league. The star players run this league. They command where they want to go. And, frankly, if KD ever wants to get over that hump of taking the easy way out by going to Golden State, you know, because he couldn't beat him at OKC, had him on the ropes, three to one. Took the LeBron approach. Should have stayed. And Took the LeBron approach. I think he's going to be the number one guy wherever he, if if he leaves Golden State. Listen, Golden State is a dark horse here. They could. 
sever ties with whoever they want. They're probably going to lose Clay. Probably keep Steph. Yeah, it's my stupid update from the iPhone. It makes a stupid Wait, shirt. Wait, who's? You no think way, Clay's Clay. Leaving? No way, Clay. I think Why Clay's would Clay leave? Where's he going? I was, Clay's a SoCal kid, but it doesn't matter. Clay is Scotty Pippen. He's not going to go to the Lakers. Clay is Clay no Thompson. Way. Stop, 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 stop. Clay Thompson is Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen never left the Bulls. He never left Michael for a reason. Clay Thompson should never leave the Golden State. I Warriors. agree with that, but I think I think as, he may as, go for, as long as Steph is Jordan. there. Steph Curry has yes. Yes. So you th- let me ask. So yes, and you rotate your rebounding guys like you like Rodman wasn't there the whole time. Just I like what's his face doesn't have to be there the whole time. Draymond Green. Yeah, Draymond doesn't have to be there the whole time. Who are you getting though? I mean, you can't just. I I get it, but I'm 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 saying, I'm saying Clay should never leave Steph. I don't think Clay's leaving. But what I don't what if Golden State? What if he just mad at Golden State because they offered KD that money? They can't afford all three. They're not gonna Steph. Offer. Clay and KD, they can't K- afford all three. KD's too much of a businessman to let to, to stay there again. If they win, if they win another, if they win another championship, KD has nothing to do there but play basketball. It's not good for his brand. He already bought an office in New York City because that's what's important to him. He builds a lot the, of basketball courts. He's in got Harlem. the ESPN Plus thing uh, where he talks about business and getting uh, different athletes exposure through social media and how they get their name out there and how they get scholarships and all that BS. Like, dude, he's ready to do business. If he goes to the Knicks, his basketball hunger stays. If he stays in Golden State, dude, he shows up, he hits, you know, he puts up 25 points, collects another championship, and is unsatisfied. I don't know if he's mentally ready to take on the task of New York. Because this... Because if he comes here, he's he's, the pressure of winning the championship is going to be squarely on him. That's why he's going to be a net. No, stop. Because he gets all Dude, the New Madison York. Madison Square Garden. Like, there is. But yeah. what is great about Madison Square Garden? The history. Yeah? Says who? Coming from a, a, a guy who won a championship in 94. Well, here's How old were you in 94? Says Four? everyone. Yeah, but says everyone, but yet there are still no superstars that want to come here. Because it's cooler to show up and put up 50 on the road than it is to, like, because it's harder. Okay. I can go I can go put up 50 on the road and, like, deal with three reporters. Yeah, <laughs> I, I get go, it. Yeah, I feel I you. can go put up five on the road on an off night and get crushed and called, like, a bunch of names and, like, probably get accused of being, like, See, that's the one negative with else. New York <laughs> is this the media is so effing crazy. That, yeah. And the Knicks are bad. They're, like, listen, they're young. And I, I love this young I, – I love Mitchell Robinson. I love Knox. I don't think they'll be able to keep Trier if they get KD, Kyrie, and whatever else. I don't think money-wise. So there's not going to be that many guys on the roster here. And just KD and Kyrie alone. I don't want Kyrie either from you. Uh, no, nah, I think nah, it's you a, need a, someone else. A, yeah, a I force, agree. I'd rather I have, don't I'd, want him. I'd, who I'd cares? Rather, I'd rather have Damian Lillard. <laughs> I mean, who cares? Who cares? Maybe you draft John Morant, but I don't who, know. Who cares? Who cares if it's Kyrie? You're going to the playoffs. Exactly. It's, it's the East. If yeah. you're getting Ky- if you're getting KD, you have to take whatever whatever baggage is coming to be taken. That's why if I'm Kevin Durant, why wouldn't I go to a team that's already in the playoffs in the East that has the exact same amount of money to pay me? How about this? If Chris and it's Paul New York. wins, if Chris Paul wins in 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 Houston, why not? Does he well, he should just go to New York with KD too? Yeah, sure. Why not? Thanks. I mean that's what they do anyways. Taxi. It's like uh, I I, I play his residence will be place. in Florida. He just works in New York. Yeah, but <laughs> oh, only have to play the income tax. Oh, yeah, I'm done with this place. Oh, I played here for three years. I'm good. I'll go to the next place. I, I just I just yeah I don't like the writing that everyone's writing off that he's gonna go to the Knicks. Who? He, KD? KD, he's he's, he's going to backdoor him and go to, uh, 100%, and go he's to going Brooklyn. To the Nets. Yeah. yeah, he's going to the Nets. He's going to play for the Islanders. <laughs> <laughs>
That'd make your brother-in-law. That'd, that'd make your brother-in-law happy. Yeah, that'd be awesome. He's a huge Net fan, dude. I'm telling you, and and or the Clippers. D- d- don't d- sleep d- on d- it. D- I hear you. It's the little brothers. I hear it's you. Watch out, big bros. Yeah. New York and L.A. It's the little bros. Don't rule out though the fact that the Brooklyn Nets practice facility is connected to the Barclays Center, and the New York Knickerbockers practice in Westchester. Ugh. Do not rule that out. You keep talking about that. I know. But it's probably a real nice facility in Westchester. It's beautiful, but I'm compared saying. Compared to that dump, the Barclays Center. You know? Yeah, but that's there's better. There's traffic. But that's better because. First off, there's less, way too many harder, hipsters in Brooklyn. It's harder, harder for the media KD to get is to Westchester. <laughs> he really is. KD He wears those skinny fuck. Yeah. Ugh. Look at his outfits. He fits in beautifully with Brooklyn. He would. <laughs> I'm telling you, Brooklyn. I can't wait. I can't, and I can't wait until he comes out in his press conference. He's like, yeah, you know. It's just, I don't want to in Westchester. <laughs> that Yo, would Google. suck. That'd be hilarious. I wouldn't suck. He'd look great in that uniform, too. Black no. and white, yeah, he would. But, but Jay-Z's him not even that involved anymore. No, so he sold his Jay's gun. He's not a big guy. He's not even in it, yeah. Well, that's, that's what I'm that, saying. That's if Jay-Z was involved, I would say, yeah, he's going to Brooklyn. That's why they're good now. That's why they're good now. Rock Nation? Is it Rock Nation with agent? Yeah, That's why they're good now. Jay-Z left. This is all lining up. Stop. All right, we'll see. That's what we should be putting. I'm a closet. I'm a, I'm a closet warrior fan anyway. I got a Steph Curry jersey. You do love the Warriors. I, I said this Steph last Curry. year too. I no, because he Warriors. because you like a small market team. I like a team. It's, it's you can win. I love they, OKC. I like watching them because they, it looks like like the reason KD said he went to play for Golden State is because they have fun playing basketball. And when you watch them, it looks like they're having fun. It doesn't look just, like they're having fun this year. At the, well, nah, that's because yeah, the, the first sixty-two are so boring. <laughs> It's a joke. It really is. Uh, it's it's such a they don't care. God, it's so bad. They don't care. Yeah, no, it's, it's brutal. The regular season in the NBA matters less than any other professional sport. I'm telling you, I would cut the league to 60 games, and I would split the league in half with an A league and a B league and relegate teams in and out every year. Like so you're taking the soccer model. Dude, I'm telling you, why not? What is that, it's, like the Bundesliga? What, what league is that? Every league. Oh. It's, it's every the, league. It's the Premier in, League. In every, no, every league in soccer has relegation. Yeah. That's insane. Even the Champions League. Serie A has regulation. Like, so, so yeah. if you're there's, the worst there's team Syria, in the league, the, the last four teams, the bottom four teams get relegated. And typically, you have to play for it, but some teams get relegated out just based on record. Where do they go? They go to the B level, and then the top four teams come up. Oh, right. it's like Syria A and Syria, Syria B. B. Yeah, yeah. That's, literally, that's literally what it is. So if you're bad, you're like it's like the JV squad. That's unreal. I, really think, Leicester, I think Leicester City just came up through like six years ago, something like that. And they're steamrolling out. Oh, yeah. so really, you just good. have to keep earning your keep in yeah. Syria A. Yeah, all you have to well, do is stay in the top Bundesliga, of the stage. You just stay in the Premier top. Premier League. What's the bottom yeah. of the Bundesliga? Bundesliga. <laughs> nah, Bundesliga. Actually, if you the Bundesliga is fun to watch Bundesliga. only because it's like German, so it gets really loud and like for whatever reason, yeah, it's an angry language. Yeah, yeah. Like, they feel like they're yelling at you, but they're really not. I always know yeah. when the last person to watch a TV in my house was based on the language. No, based on the soccer. He's the only <laughs> one that watched it, so I flipped the TV on yesterday. Still watching the MLS, Alfred? Still giving me the, the, the updates? Uh, you know what? I tried to watch the MLS the other day, and I was like, God. Wayne Rooney. <laughs> I was just like, they're so bad. It is. It's so different. I feel bad. Mm. Although, dude, yo, US, the USA team is good now. They're young. They haven't lost yet this year. They're like tops in qualifying for the next World Cup, whenever that's going to be. And then they'll probably the Women's World Cup is this year. Squeak. I, I love yeah. that. So I'm excited they're, about that. They're, they're, they're fun to watch. They'll, yeah, because they're good. Yeah. I like the men. All right. Listen, gentlemen. This wow. is the best time of year. This is about to get crazy. It's it's, po- it is. This podcast is really about, about to pop off. This is really about to talk about this right now. This is the best time of year. 
for multiple reasons. One being the fact that you get every sport on the docket. Everything's up for grabs. It's You can watch anything. Let's break down the NFL draft. You could do that. You could go to the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, as Alfred came on and talked about last Friday. Baseball, NCAAs all over the place. But that's not where I'm going. No. You know that. No, don't tell me. I'm going to Augusta. Oh, you love it. Nice. It's what do you got? What do you got? Oh, I was like Sunday, the Masters. The Masters version. Oh, boy. And we're changing the stakes. Why is that, Andrew? Because. Because you, I'm, I'm hot on your tail? For 365 days, you are hot on my tail. For, for If you want a scoreboard update. Alfred loves the updates, scoreboard updates. Because, so I, what do you got? because we went straight up in the NCAA tournament. Listen, I got a question for the people. Since I'm here, I'm taking advantage. Oh, like, the guy, the guy rattles off. He rattles off, like, 36 and 52. Do you change it every week? Do you make it up? No, no look, it's on, it's, it's on the board now. But you're you. on episode, what episode is this? 63. All right. We haven't Boy, done it. That goes to 81. We haven't. Well, two points, two a, points game. a game, dude. Sometimes it's one. Yeah, so, so Sometimes you go one and one. It's so it should be 160. But we haven't been together on every episode. And we haven't no, it'd be done 126. Got for every episode. You know, got. All right, all right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you do it every You know, episode. listen, I just want you to understand something. <laughs> listen, the fact that it equals 81 on both sides, that's all it matters. That's, <laughs> actually, that's true. That's impressive. <laughs> the Dab Podcast oh, you know, recorded tied. over 120 episodes. On Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. That's impressive. Drop the knowledge. That's impressive. Drop the knowledge. Yeah. And and you want to know what? And I listen to it on on (laughs) iTunes, by the way, people. You should like it. Podcast that. Unfortunately, we haven't been together for all 120-plus episodes. Yeah. And we haven't been able to play What Do You Got on all of them as well. That's okay. But to your point, that shit adds up to 81. Pardon (laughs) my French. (laughs) I don't know how we got there. I don't know. Two games back. Two but games back. But I am back. 41 and 40. Anthony is 39 and 42. He is storming up the ranks. However, you're not choosing anything in the NCAA, so you might be screwed. That's true. So we'll see. But we're going to go Augusta style. Straight up, what do you got? You got two pickums, Mr. Rinaldi. You have your pickum to win the tournament. And then you get one choice of a player, not the same person to win the tournament, that you believe will finish top 10 in the tournament. All right? So I'm going to let you lead this off. Mr. Hitchcock, you feel free to jump in at any time. It's simple for me. My Italian blood runs thick when it comes to Augusta National. Wait, what do you got? Oh, he did it to me. (laughs) Interrupted me. I jumped the gun on what do you got. I'm so excited, so amped up. Augusta National, greatest tournament. And frankly, that Sunday is going to be unbelievable for the mere fact that I get golf and I get Game of Thrones. Wow. That's wow, right. That's a great That's right. Point. Game of Thrones is Sunday back, folks. Sunday the Masters and Game Sunday, of Thrones. Man, man, probably a little Yankee baseball sprinkled in there. Hopefully we get a little. How many bananas d- you throw on on uh, Game of Thrones being a dud? Oh man, I don't Listen, think so. Everyone, nah, everyone was everyone, everyone said season seven was brutal, but I kind of enjoyed it. Nah. It is what it is. Season eight's gonna be crazy. It's like six episodes. It's gonna be a lot of naked people, a lot of dead people, a lot of dragons. Yeah. <laughs> that's wow, great that's synopsis. a great <laughs> summary. <laughs> Give me the Italian Francesco Molinari. He's going to take down the Augusta National, the Green Jacket, the best golfer in 2018. So he's your winner. Don't give me that Brooks Koepka nonsense from last year. Sure, he did win two majors. But Francesco Molinari was the cream of the crop last year when it came to golf. I think he's going to do what he did. Uh, I believe it was the British Open when he came storming back. And he was just played solid golf from Thursday on. He caddied for his brother at Augusta in 2006. Wow. How about that little story? Wow. For... I can't say this. I don't say it's wrong Spanish. You, you better help me out here, Alfred. 
It's E-D-O-A-R-D-O. What? E-D-O-A-R-D-O. What are you spelling? Eduardo. Yo, it was National Epinata Day the other day. Oh, oh there, there you go. go. So Who doesn't love a garden? I, I, I can't pronounce what you're asking me to. Edo Adardo, whatever his name was, Molinari's brother. He caddied for him. Talk about a little redemption. He's also found himself under a little swing coach. Oh. In a Phil Kenyon. He's oh, kind of the out there, he's kind of the he's kind of the European aficionado uh, swing coach. So listen, everything's ticking, everything's working. He's gonna grind it out. Augusta National, you hit the ball straight, you play T to green, you make your putts, you walk out with a green jacket. Anthony walks out. On what do you got? What about your top ten finish? Give me Justin Rose. Wow. Solid golfer all around. The dude just happens to play meaningful golf on Saturday and Sunday when it comes to majors. So give me Justin Rose to finish top ten. All right. Do you want to jump in here, Alfred? I would love to. What do you got? So I, I'm actually a firm believer that Tiger will win oh more my mather, Masters. I just don't think it's going to be this so year. So it's not this one, though. All no, right. it's definitely not this one. Um, Dude's old as shit. When's he going to win one, then? Yeah, I, I really like I really like I I really like Brooks Kepka for so, for some reason. Wow. Uh it's a nice he's a nice guy. Uh he plays pretty good golf. But I'm I'm going to I'm going to go with Rory. Winning it all. Winning it all. Wow. Talk about chalk. He already wrote Brooks Kepka. <laughs> you uh, probably bad. You. I was I was just talking Well, now it. we got to throw out a second scoreboard. <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock's over over. Who you got in the top 10? John Rahm. John Rahm, wow. Spaniard. All right, I actually, you. I actually almost went with John Rahm as the winner. By the way, Brooks Kepka and John Rahm were both twenty to one odds, as well as Francisco Molinari to win the Masters. You know, he picked Rory, so I don't know why he said Brooks Kepka. Oh, well, he's talking Rory's about like Brooks Kepka. That's right. Rory, Rory is, is the best to odds. Eight to one. I got eight to one on uh, Vegas Insider. I think he's ready again. I think he's ready to do it again. You think so? Yeah. He plays a stellar round of golf. All right, Andrew. What do you got? Uh, listen, here's the deal, okay? Seven of the last eight Masters winners and nine of the last 12 Masters winners have been first-time Masters winners. This guy loves stats. Understand that. And I just want you to understand that in be- golf overall, 10 of your last 13 winners of majors have been first-time winners of majors. You know who's going to take it home? Ricky Fowler. Wow. It's his time. Puma. Ricky Fowler is probably one of the best golfers on tour that has not won a major. And I think it is his time at a tournament that in the last 10 to 15 years has slanted towards a first-time winner taking home the green jacket for the first time. And the guy I have following him in the top 10 finishers, Tommy Fleetwood, my man Tommy, Tommy Fleetwood, Fleetwood has played good wow. golf. Where did you pick up that hair? <laughs> is that the guy with the hair? He's got long hair? He's the Roy McAvoy, uh, okay. Tin Cup. Where did you pick <laughs> Tommy Fleetwood? He just likes his name. I Who's think. on the bag? Yeah. What is Fleetwood Mac? What are you, who are you rocking out here? It's Tommy Fleetwood. Don't sleep. Don't if Tommy sleep. Fleetwood's in the top 25, I'll buy you some dad gear. Yeah, all right. Yeah, let's roll. This top is what 25? I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm in for that. I Fleetwood's want that hoodie top on 15, your back. Baby. Tommy Fleetwood, 25 to 1 odds. Nice. Put some bananas on it. All there. right. I'll put some bananas on it. There you go. So, Anthony has Francisco Marlonari. Francesco Marlonari. To win the first, to win it all, and Justin Rose to go top 10. Alfred Hitchcock has Rory McIlroy as number one. I can't believe you were that offended by Tommy Fleetwood. That's funny. Oh, super surprised. I thought you were going to be fired up. 
He doesn't know what he looks like. That's the problem. And I honestly don't know who the top ten finisher for Alfred is. And John. <laughs> John, <laughs> John Rob. The Spaniard. Ram. That guy. Are you not entertained? Ram, I have, Ram truck. I got Ricky Fowler winning it all. Car <laughs> Ram Rush. Finishing top. Tommy Fleetwood. What the hell? Who thinks Tommy Fleetwood? Oh, listen, everybody. Episode 63 has gone off the rails. No, wait. Can I give you some hockey games to take a look at this Go week? Go ahead before we get out of here. Listen, people. Pittsburgh Islanders. Ooh. The Pittsburgh Islanders series yes. is going to be very, very nice and physical. And the other one you want to watch is Toronto-Boston. The only thing that scares me about the Islanders, I don't think they have a good enough power play. Doesn't matter. They got battery trots. True. I'm just saying it's going to be a sweet series. Who I, you got in both of those? I'm cheering for. I'll, you know what? Okay, I'm not allowed to cheer on a sports show. I have to pick. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take the Islanders. Wow. And I'm going to take Boston. I would say that's a six-game, seven-game series. I'm going to take Islanders and Boston. What do you got? Islanders and Boston. Wait, in, what, those, in what? In those two series. In, in Like how many games? Oh, uh, You never pick oh. a series and not say the games. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, so Islanders will go. They have home, home ice advantage. Islanders will go six, right. and uh, Toronto, Boston will go seven. All right. Wait, are the Predators in the, in the playoffs? Worst worst power play in the that's NHL. My, that's my the go-to Nashville Predators. That's my go-to playoff team. We just talked about this on Friday. They, they are, nobody's talking about the Nashville Predators. Worst worst power play in the NHL. If you don't have a power Peke play, it's Rene. to win the playoffs. Give me a goalie named Peke Rene any day of the week. <laughs> Is that your I mean, pick for the Stanley Cup? That's right. For Lord Stanley? Lock it up. Pekka. Rene. No, you're choosing the Predators? No, no, no. I'm not going to let him choose them. He's got to think about it before he chooses. Yeah. Get to us next week. We got it. Ladies okay. and gentlemen, listen. This has been a blast. Special guest appearance from Mr. Alfred Hitchcock. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Oi, oi. Mr. Rinaldi, what do you got for the people? Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Get on the podcast, just like Alfred Hitchcock. Just break in the room. Yeah, whatever. Just come on in. Walk in. Open door policy. Hit us up on all the social medias. I can't wait to watch, dig into the sports. I can't wait for Sunday at the Masters and Tommy Fleet was blowing chunks. I'm just going to call you, Andrew, and be like, you're a knucklehead for choosing him. But let's go. I mean, this is this is baseball season, Andrew. This is prime time baseball season. I gotta watch me some Yankees. Get Ooh. out of here with your Mets. Let's go. The Grom costing me money. Metropolitans. I am Andrew Romanello. That was my partner, Anthony Ronaldo. You can get us on Twitter, on Instagram, at dabpodcast, dabpodcast.com, dabpodcast at gmail.com. You know the deal. We've said it a million times where you can listen. Just go find us, rate it, and review it. I will be back on Friday with a Rome solo. Until then. Go Tommy Fleetwood. I will talk. What is he's gonna be called Gaiocho? Que hola, cata, que hola, omega. And this is how we're gonna do it. Dale. One, two, three, four, uno, dos, tres. I know you want me.